0: UT Tyler Radio, I'm Mike Landis. It may be one of the most unusual calls for a part-time job in East Texas. The UT Tyler School of Medicine is looking to hire community members to role play as patients and help train medical students. It's part of the UT Tyler School of Medicine's Simulated Patient Program, and its director, Dr. Karen Lewis, is our guest. Medical thespians?
1: Indeed. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Explain.
1: Um, It works somewhat like theater. We uh, create a script for our simulated patients and train them how to role play it, Um, you know, give them direction and they practice till we get what we want. Um, And then they engage with our learners. And so uh, the learners are, are brand new. Um, And so we start with the very basics. Uh, How do you take a history from a patient? What questions do you ask? And so the simulated patients give our learners the opportunity to practice that before they go out into clinics and try to take a history from a real patient. They'll be more confident. They'll they'll have better skills and they'll do a better job and they'll make the patient feel safer.
0: Now you're talking about learners. You're talking about medical students. Our medical students. Our our, our first class, which is coming up. First class. Very very exciting. Now, who would be a candidate for this uh, part-time gig?
1: Pretty much anyone who likes to role play. Uh, we are looking for people throughout the community of all ages, 18 up, all the way to as as comfortable someone wants to be. And uh, they need to have flexibility during the daytime in order to portray the role. But other than that, uh, theater background helps. Not, not needed, though. I've had a lot of successful simulated patients who've never done theater before. Um, teaching, training backgrounds are useful. Uh, people who are used to uh being in the public and working with people um uh, who can engage with others well, those are all skills you can have
0: we we said part time uh how much how much time are we talking about in a given week
1: um it's going to vary from week to week uh the primary course we'll start out supporting is the um of course, it teaches the medical students how to talk and act like physicians, basically. And um, that's going to take place mostly on Tuesdays and Wednesdays in the afternoon. Um, and different, at, sometimes we'll need them to role play. Sometimes we're going to need people to uh, be available for our students to practice how to do a physical exam. Um, they're going to start with learning how to take up blood pressure and how to listen to the heart, and they need people to practice on. And so that's another part. If you don't like to role play, but you're willing to let students examine you, and you'll learn a little medicine in the process, it's also a nice way wait, to make a Wait a minute. Mark. Do you
0: have to wear the gown with no back?
1: You do have to wear no, the gown. Oh, no, oh <laughs> that would
0: be some big role play. What's the reasoning behind asking everyday East Texans to be part of this training?
1: We want our students to be familiar with the people in their community that they're going to be treating. Um, ultimately, our goal is to find students who we're going to train, who want to do their residency here and stay here in East Texas. They'll already know the community that they're uh, going to be engaging with. So it's it's really a helpful way for them to learn. And it makes them more confident, you know?
0: But it goes both ways too, though, it does. doesn't it? The, the people that are being a part of this feel like they're being a part of something. Bigger, yeah,
1: it is. It's uh, most people will say it's very rewarding to them. They have those moments when they have the you can see the light bulb go off with the student when they've caught it. Aha! Those aha moments are really important, and 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 makes them feel like they're really training, and they are. They're they're basically serving as teachers for our students.
0: Now, in the wake of uh, COVID, uh, a lot of folks I talk to feel like they don't have as much interaction with their doc. They see their PAs a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Could this program change that for future generations of physicians?
1: It certainly could. Um, It's going to make patients, real-life patients, more comfortable. um, And as a result of engaging, if they serve as simulated patients, it's going to make them feel more comfortable, more likely to trust their doctor, and vice versa. I think the student's who become physicians will be more engaged with their community. And that's part of what the School of Medicine is doing anyway, trying to find ways to really get the students out there and engaging with the community.
0: Let's, let's talk about you a little bit. You've been involved in the field of simulated patient training for some time. We have evolved quite a bit from the CPR dummies that some of us have <laughs> had contact with. Tell us about that.
1: Um, it started basically when um, the National Board of Medical Examiners decided that students should be tested by using simulated patients. And there was a national exam. Um, there were pockets of people doing simulated patients. It really started in the 60s. Um, but uh, it, once that exam grew and, and it was mandatory, then everybody started developing simulated patient programs in the medical schools. And so it's grown. It's a nationwide the exam was recently uh, uh, put on the shelf. They decided not to do anymore after COVID, um, but simulated patient programs are here to stay. And, so, uh, and, and a lot of us have to find a way to actually um, test our students because we have to replace that information that, that we lost from the exam. It was a national exam. So now we're looking at establishing regional consortiums to, to fill that gap.
0: I was talking about crash test dummies or, or CPR dummies <laughs> or whatever, but you have a, you worked with a, a number of, of very high tech uh, creatures that uh, help patients. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. Um, we have a whole wide range of those. Now you're talking about the CPR dummies. We now have, I call them robots. Technically they're mannequins, but they respond like a robot. We program them to um, have a particular ailment or um, a pic- particular trauma and uh, students. Now these will be uh, more advanced students who usually engage with them, um, but they can run a code with them or really it's useful for teamwork as well. When you have a group of, of uh, students around learning who, who's the lead and whose role is what, and you know, did you successfully revive your patient or not? Um, because the robots, it's like the Wizard of Oz. or someone behind the, the, literally, the glass. It's one-way glass operating the the mannequin itself and responding to whatever the, the students do in the group.
0: I heard a story about one of these mannequins being able to give birth. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that.
1: Yes. <laughs> Uh, Yes, it's exactly that. Uh, We can control the uh, delivery, how long it takes. Um, If it's going to be a shoulder dystocia uh, uh, birth, then that's a lot more um, exciting for the students. And uh, so we can control that, too. So how the baby comes out, the length of time it takes.
0: There's a baby? There's a baby. There's a baby. A a mannequin baby?
1: Mannequin baby, yeah.
0: I I heard the term guacamole baby. I don't know what... (laughs) What does that mean?
1: Well, they can be a little slimy, you know. Oh, oh I see.
0: That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. The U T Tyler Medical School in East Texas, boy, that had to be a pretty good incentive for you to come home.
1: Yeah, it was it was a long stretch, but again, I'm originally from Texas and we were looking for opportunities to come back. Um and the, the fact that this was a brand new medical school that we could start from the ground up was very exciting to me. So it was it was a good fit.
0: Any final thoughts before we wrap up?
1: I encourage um, people to, to apply. Uh, we'll have SP recruitment days for those people who apply and they can come in and learn more about the program itself, make sure it's a good fit for them. We'll put them through a little role play so they get the feeling of what that's like and uh, then they can make their decision from there. So uh, we really encourage people to to give it a shot. If you don't like it, that's fine, but come out and try it.
0: Our guest has been Dr. Karen Lewis, director of the UT Tyler School of Medicine Simulated Patient Training Program and Clinical Skills. You can learn more about being part of that program by following a link on our website, kvut.org. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio.